0: Hello and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your Biz and Mindset Coach.
1: We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality.
0: We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together spiral higher. Hello, and welcome back to the Spiraling Higher podcast. Today, we have an extremely special guest. I met her a little over three years ago at her very own meditation and sound healing studio, and she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Carrie Bailey is an entrepreneur, healer, psychic, the best one I've ever seen, and content creator in Vancouver, BC. She is the co-owner of Zenden Meditation, which is Canada's first drop-in studio for sound baths. And you can also find her on TikTok and her app, Everything Spiritual welcome to the show gary hello welcome. thank you for having
2: me this is so exciting it's a dream oh my come gosh, true i can't wait this is big, we're gonna we're getting we're gonna, go today. Deep, we're
1: gonna go do it we're gonna go oh yeah up. and we have to share where we're at right now where we're actually recording from zenden um and it's just the sun is shining in we're staring at the ocean mm-hmm. and the mountains and oh my gosh what a dream come true what a dream come true well
2: so much for having me i'm so excited You guys have a lot to fill me in. I know. Oh my gosh, there's there's so much to cover.
0: I know. So, for all the listeners listening, um, Gina and I have both done really deep, intuitive readings from Carrie, which we'll get into later. But before we do that, Carrie, we're obviously sitting in your manifestation. There was a time in your life when you thought, I want to create a meditation studio, sound healing studio. And like you said, it's it's Canada's first drop-in meditation sound healing studio ever. So how did you download this vision? How did we go? How did you go from idea to form? How are we sitting here right now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> how did we end up here? How yeah. did you do that? Um. Okay. So, so crazy. Um. A psychic a long time ago was always like, you're going to have your own studio one day. And I was like, I want to be an actress. This is like way back when I was like 16, I would see her. And she even said, you're going to be a reader like me one day. She gave me my first tarot cards. And I was like, "Mm, I want to be an actress, but these are fun. Sure, whatever. I was like, it's never going to be a thing. Like everything else sounded good. Like she would always tell me all these things. If it wasn't for her, I would not be here right now. She, it was in Edmonton where I grew up and she encouraged me after high school, whenever there was a big crossroads, I was like, what do I do? All my friends are going into business school. Like, yeah, I don't feel aligned with that. But like, you know, you feel like you've got to go with whatever other people are of doing. Of course. So I was like, oh, we conform. Yeah. yeah. And I would always go to her. All right. What do you see for me? What should I do? She's like, business is going to come later in life. Ooh. You're more creative. Get that done now. You know, you go to Toronto because I see you eventually going to the West Coast. I see water. She's like, you're going to live by water. She's like, I see you having your own studio with an actor. Tell me this. This is crazy and stuff. I was dating another guy what? at the time too for like a long time. So I was like, mm, some of these sounded nice. Him and I were on and off too. So I was like, this does sound kind of, you know. Um, but yeah, and then I moved to Vancouver eventually, years later, and saw another psychic. Same thing. I see you in a studio. You have your own studio. I was like, whoa. Wow. wow. And then another psychic, three psychics said you're gonna have your own studio one day. And this other one that was on. Granville and Broadway. Right. She said in Town. She's <gasps> like, you're going to have a studio in right Town, <laughs> Yes. And so I would go to, and write it on my journal. I'm gonna, and I knew that it was going to be a thing. I was like, I don't know how this is going to be, but it's going to be a thing. Why are all these psychics that don't know each other? Yeah. This is just crazy. And then I did. I fell out of love with the acting thing. And I always kind of kept it in the back of my mind. That's why the TikTok thing gives me that right. kind of... Mm, that I was yeah. like, well, and TikTok was never a thing back in the day. So like this content creator stuff wasn't a thing, but I always had that, um, kind of draw that pull for like creating mm, and like, yeah, it's kind of a performance. Like, Yeah. Yeah, So, and it's funny because I'm ADHD. So like 14 hours on set or like a couple minute videos. I'm like, I'd rather <laughs> do, you know, just show up on TikTok. <laughs> totally. And, and it, totally. It's, it's more my vibe. So it's just funny how the universe works and yeah, it's crazy with like the studio. I would write it down, and I always would ask, "What does it consist of?" They couldn't figure it out, and I think that spirit didn't want to tell them. Yes, yes. I had to step into it. So in my early stages of sob- sobriety, that's when it hit me. It's Aww. like, wow! I discovered sound healing and meditation. I was like, oh, "This is what the studio is going to be." And I would tell people, "And wow. have a studio one day." And no one has anything like this. There's no place you can just drop in, like. Like, why is there drop in fitness centers where there's no drop-in meditation and sound healing? Mm, so and true. You can go get your healing done. And everyone laughed at me. But I knew, like, I don't care. I'm not even gonna listen to you. I know this is gonna be a thing. Like it's like you just feel. And then when you are practicing spirituality, you're so in tune with your intuition. I know you guys are on the same getting there. Yeah. <laughs> you're just getting know there. when something is like, you just have no doubt. And so I think it really did help with those psychics I found because it was like mm. they really instilled that it was going to be a thing. So like, hey, I can surrender. Yeah. It's going to happen.
0: Everyone's saying it.
2: <laughs> These people that don't know each other. So
0: It is crazy it that helped. you're saying that because um, for everyone listening, Carrie is one of my psychics <laughs> and um, Gina's as well. And I mean, you've told me things two years ago that I was like scoffing at. I just thought that is crazy. I don't know what that means, but okay. And it just kind of planted the seed. And now um, we'll come back to it later. But there's so many things that have manifested since that reading. But I kind of want to go back in time because you were 16 when you had the first reading. This person said, you're going to do this studio. You're going to be this creative. So did you listen to that suggestion or did you just ignore it? You know, What took you from hearing this reading, I suppose, and then kind of taking action? Because a lot of people would hear things from a psychic and think, okay, that person's on crack. They don't know what they're talking about.
2: Yeah. I wrote it down. So any of the readings I would have, it was always recorded. Mm. And so I'd listen to it and then write it down. And then I would just read and over like Mm. constantly. I was obsessing about it for a long time. And then I realized, okay, I can't do that. So I just kind of stored it somewhere. But I, yeah, I I felt, I wasn't that like, oh, I don't know. It wasn't until I went and saw the second and third psychic when they said it, I was like, this is crazy. And so I only started to get real serious about it because I still was trying to pursue the acting thing. I was lost for a couple of years, like trying to then I was like, this isn't really feeling aligned. And it wasn't until I got sober. And it's funny because a psychic also used to tell me no drugs, no
0: drinking. And she never. You told, told me, me that too two years ago. <laughs> you were like, "Stop doing drugs."
2: <laughs> 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 so funny. If you just have your own intuition channeling. Yeah, you can like channel going, it just on your own on, mm-hmm. on the bed. Yeah, because that's what this. I think some people get
0: too deep into that to mm-hmm. use that as a way to. Yeah, I think they need it. Okay, wait. So, Carrie, your sobriety obviously was a huge turning point for your manifestation journey, your spiritual evolution. What kind of led you to become sober? Curious. Okay, so where did I... Okay, we're going way back. 20 Yeah, let's go back. 14.
2: So um, I decided I can't do this acting thing anymore. I was like working paycheck to paycheck. To be an actor, you have to be a server. And I oh, kept, uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I kept getting fired from serving jobs because <laughs> I was just the worst server. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, give away my tables. I was so lazy. I'm like, I hate doing this. Um, and so, yeah, it was like... I got to a point where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I had an aesthetics background. I, in Edmonton, I did nine months of cool. esthetician school. And so I heard from a friend, She's like, oh my God, if you work for L'Oreal, one of those cosmetic companies as a mm. rep. It's like salary. I'm like, oh, ding, this is the way that I'm going to be able to like stay in Vancouver. Like, I was on the verge of having to move back to Edmonton, which I was like, oh no, I want to go back there. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just like, i the, yeah, period where I just had to change everything, and so uh, I got to work at like you know reading Brian Tracy, who's like the sales guru guy, and
0: yeah, yeah, figure out his method. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, um, I remember I was doing yoga and like and I was just like getting amped up, like, and I was for nine months going like applying at all these jobs, and no one was getting back to me. And it's so crazy how like even the universe works because watching this TED Talks earlier in the day about this girl, how she was, you know, saying, I get everything in life by not being afraid to put myself out there and ask. She's like, it was like the power of asking. Mm. And it's funny because later on that day, a girl that worked in like HR or something, uh, she posted, you know, we're looking for a sales rep or whatever. And I was just about to type like, oh my God, I'm looking exactly for this like position. And I deleted it, and then a little light bulb, and i like, no, remember that TED Talks. Like, you're not going to get this if you don't ask. And so I just True. did it, and I was like, and that was the job. Like, when I got the job, I felt like I won a million dollars. Like, I'll never forget, So I'm like, wow, like, I'm not qualified. Like, you need a Bachelor of Arts degree <laughs> for right. this position. And, you know, I got in there as, like, entry level, and I worked my way up. Uh, I even got rookie of the year when I worked for like Two-Face Cosmetics. And like, so when I got into that industry, I was like, Shit, I got to get, you know, serious with mm. my sobriety. Like just take a month okay. off drinking every once in a while, you know, because you can't get fired from this. I came from all the firings of the serving world. So mm. like oh, had that in my mind, I'm going to get fired. And so I would take a month off and Two-Face Cosmetics had a benefits package. So I'm mm. like, all right, like, this is awesome. Like, Maybe I'll, you know, look into Reiki healers and Mm. energy healers. I've heard these magical, mystical experiences that come from it. And so I searched a massage therapist that also had Reiki. I was like, hey, can you just put it on the benefits? Like, I really want to try this energy healing. And I was two weeks sober. It was one of my one-month sobriety stints. And I'll never forget what happened through that one-hour session. She didn't say anything. It wasn't intuitive guidance like I do in the sessions. She, I. I just sat down with her after, and I just started bawling my eyes out. And I describe it now. Like, I even have chills describing it just because it was so profound. It was like the veil was lifted. Like, something oh. clicked in that moment, and I knew I couldn't drink anymore. And I would always tell people, you know, you know, when I'm 40, I'm going to stop drinking. And, you know, I have it under control. I can take a month off drinking. My friends couldn't even take a week off, like the, right. the, my party friends. Yeah, And so I'm like, I don't have this issue. You know, I'm fine. It's the stories we tell ourselves. And I was in this complete fog. And the Reiki, no, joke, I have chills. It's crazy how much shifted in that one 60-minute session. Mm. Everything lifted, and I was like, I can't do this. Something clicked. Like a light bulb went off. Like, you're going down the wrong path. If you're telling yourself that you have it under under control, you're not going to have a good life. You're not going to manifest what you are destined, you know, what you what the psychics told you, it's not going to be. And she always said, no drinking, no drugs. But she never really gave me. Like, she would just kind of tiptoe around that. Mm. And that was the first moment I was like, oh my God, that's it. Like, mm. she meant no drinking, no drugs, or you won't get all these things that I'm telling you.
0: What so, do you What do you think you were drinking to avoid? Um, childhood stuff. Yeah. So yeah, mm. I
2: went through, like, pretty dysfunctional family, like, upbringing. So it was definitely— that that I was like struggling with and when I did ayahuasca my two months of sobriety I went back and did inner child work like mother ayah like the plant yeah. medicine energy or whatever spirit uh took me into the inner child like I was got this vision of me lying down in a bed my back of my home and that's what I would always lie down in my bed at night crying mm. and so I went there and it was just like tears just started streaming and I was like what is happening? Right before that, I was just like this beautiful, I was like, wow, so much love. Mother Teresa must have felt like this on a daily basis and all of a sudden it turned dark and I was back in my room. I was like, no, yeah. what happened? Like, like Mother, I, I was just like, right. all right, we're getting you ready. to be back. back. And it was so powerful. So, and that's why it inspires me to do inner child work through the sound baths because I it's so that. powerful and and that's what i discovered in all these, you know, I, I read so many like manifesting books or I have read and, And a lot of them don't talk about like the healing that you should heal. Sam and I talk about that all the time. What's crazy is like my entire
0: business really is about um, like if I had a mission statement, it would really would be you can only manifest to the degree at which you heal um, because. Yeah, Yeah, because you are still energetically blocked. There's an unmet need that happened in childhood, and then you're trying to fulfill that by manifesting something. But that's still attachment. That's still saying, oh, that over there, when it comes here, then I feel good, but then you're in energetic opposition. And so the only way to clear that block and get back into energetic alignment really is to go back into the child and realize, when did I believe I needed this? When did I believe I didn't even have this? Right? Because it's always a feeling that we're not energetically compatible with because of the childhood trauma. And so one of the things that Gina and I always say is like all healing is inner child healing. Mm-hmm. I swear like every time I have to heal something, it's always it's like so true. I'm holding the 13-year-old version of me. I'm holding the six-year-old yes. version of me. It's always these versions that are getting reactivated in my current body, right? So because time doesn't exist. They're like all the versions are here with us. Yeah. And so it has been just really trippy realizing like I don't even have to worry about manifesting I can actually just focus on healing Mm -hmm. and then the manifest yeah do you feel that that? like it just kind of happens automatically Mm -hmm. so when you became sober is that kind of what opened up for you you had to start looking back into the childhood and
2: yeah and it's so so funny I love that you that's such a good point because I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong it's like they focus so much on how do I get there I'm like you're obsessing you're talking about it like let it go you've planted the seed but just focus on unblocking because that's one thing I like, talk about the intuitive going back to that like I can because I use my hands with Reiki to like f- tap into the energy field and I'll know instantly I'm like oh you have know, this blanket of fear there's self limiting mm, yes. belief oh there's mm. this and this and this I can see a vision maybe of something very specific oh these girls from high school really mean to you it's like, mm. yes. like very I'm like this is what's blocking like it's this yeah. something so small sometimes that we feel like we've moved on from is still living inside of us. And that's the thing that's maybe blocking you from public speaking. maybe that was your dream that you, like, it's just so crazy how something so small, just an energetic block. And once you work through that, then you really open yourself up. And mine was, you know, I feel like the drinking where a lot of yeah. other people, it's different. We're all, we're all so different.
1: We so all have different, reasons of why we need to heal and different blocks. And in a lot of ways, they're also addictions,
2: mm-hmm. right? And
1: I think for me personally, my addiction really came into needing approval and needing validation. And, you know, talking about going back and how there's these little things that kind of happen in, in your past, you can almost, I mean, now that we've done the, the healing that we've done and I'm just like, oh my God, there's so much more to do. <laughs> um, but you can see the pattern of how many times it showed up. And once it's actually infused into your brain and circuitry, it's like, then, you know, in through your teenage years, you're just continuously repeating the pattern. Even right now, I have the awareness and now I can actually witness how often the patterns are coming up over and over. And I love the the whole inner child talk because um, I think what I'm also learning now is that there's also like inner adult stuff that we Mm -hmm. need to heal. You know, that's kind of now what I'm learning is I can go back to my 30 year old self or even my like last week self and kind of picture where, where I might have another block there. So I think a lot of times when things come up, you kind of just have to ask, you know, when was the last time I felt this or where is this coming from or what version of me really is needing to be heard right now? Oh, definitely. So on that note, do you feel like a lot of that stuff for you continues to come up now that you have obviously overcome a lot of it?
2: Yeah, I feel the sobriety, I feel like it wasn't, it's like such a old or a, like a past life. Mm. Like it's like, I don't have cravings. I don't, you know, have urges or anything. I would, like, And that's one thing, that's why I've everyone like, I need to get this healing. Because I would actually, in my early stages of sobriety, I would go to AA meetings. Right. And I'll never forget to sit there and see these elderly people like, I think about drugs or not <laughs> sure, drinking. I think about alcohol every single day. Still and you know, all, I've been ten years sober. I'm like oh, I don't want to be that. Well, like no, right. it has to be another way. Like yeah. And so I was like, there has to like there's you know I've heard about ayahuasca. I've heard about all these healing modalities. So I went deep. Like I was mm. drinking like reconnective healing, theta, emotion code, ayahuasca, like San Pedro, and I was like getting deep in the spiritual world and just like. It was crazy how much just shifted and, like, mm. my whole life. And I was so extroverted, too. And I was like, I'm, I live for the party. Like, I'm the last one standing.
0: You're a Sagittarius. Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and so I'm completely, like, I'm, like, kind of more even introverted now. It's weird. And, like, that's so not in my nature, too. And, yeah, it's like everything's changed. And I do feel that part really, you know— um, obviously, the healing—it's like it's never ending. Like there's stuff still, and even just like, re, like well, past yeah. relationships. And I, so I, I step into some things that like, oh, this is so fun. Like the cord cutting. Yeah. Yes. I remember like I was introduced to that a couple of years ago. I was like, what is this cord cutting? But it's so crazy. So Love it. Um, Andrew and I were just like newly dating, and I, I always want to call him by my ex's name, who I had broken up with like six years prior. And every, anytime <laughs> oh, I time we get goodness. in a fight, I'd want to say his name. I'm like, this is weird. Why is this coming up? Like. Get out of my head. Like, that's so weird. And he would even say, like, I'm not your ex. And I was, like, weird because I'm just thinking. I oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it was. It was coming from a wound. Yes. Like, a place to cut of the what Because he, he would cheat on me, my ex. And then, and I have full. Like, Andrew, I, I know. Like, I have full oh, we trust love Andrew. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he would never cheat. And so I think in the early stages, I would have that, like. Yes. So, um. It's funny because I was telling someone about this. I was like, oh my God, it's so weird. My ex. And then a week later, I got on the phone with like a phone psychic. And the first thing she says, there's an ex attached. You got to do cord cutting. I was like, "What's cord cutting. And then so I did that. And I noticed a big difference. Mm. And when we argue, his name wouldn't come up. Mm. I wouldn't feel like I want to, you know, say his name. Yeah. So it's interesting. And you do the work and yeah, just it's all energy.
0: It's all energy. But for someone who… Maybe someone's listening right now who's never heard of cord cutting. Like they might, I used to literally think I was c- going to cut a physical cord. I didn't I didn't know what that meant, right? <laughs> I, I heard that and I was like, we're going to just cut pieces of rope together. What are we doing? So the first cord cutting I did was, I remember there was a client relationship I had that was causing me a lot of tension. I don't know if you remember this, Gina. And it was so crazy. You put us into this meditation, obviously with your sound healing bowls and basically asked us to envision that person and this energetic cord right between us and then we had to you know slice it with scissors axe whatever and it was crazy because she sent me a message right after that session Uh basically kind of like letting me off of the hook whatever I was kind of stressed out about um I was still doing real estate back then so it was like a like a deal situation that was going on and she basically messaged me saying like I know it's not your fault you know these things kind of happen I'm Mm. ready to move on and I was like Okay, so so we can so explain that. Like, how do we have energetic ties to people who are not even physically connected to us? It could be years and years of time oh, between yeah. the thing that happened. How do we recognize those, and how, how do we actually release them? How could someone cord cut on their own?
2: Yeah. Okay, so uh, cord cutting is based on the premise that anytime you beca- you get into a relationship, it could be something very like small, like even just briefly meeting someone. Right. Um, an energetic cord becomes attached to that person, especially I find the deeper the cord goes or, like, the longer of the relationship, especially if it was toxic for a long yeah. time. Um, and especially if there's just weird feelings, mm-hmm. like, especially low-vibration feelings, mm-hmm. jealousy or anger. Right. Or like,
0: Would you say the cord is basically—it's, like, um, tethered energy or something? It's, it's like Your yeah. energy gets kind of entangled? Yeah, it's almost like it's just a connection, mm-hmm. like—
2: to the other person that, cause like when you, when you become in a somewhat of like a partnership or friendship, even it's like you, you, you share energy, right. You're sharing cause you're back and forth communicating and it, it, it's even coworkers too, like how you had. Oh, coworker. Yeah. So it's anyone that you're constantly around within their energy too. And you're like conversing. So an energetic cord becomes attached. Um, and then obviously there's like good, like, you know, attachments to like if there's a positive relationship it's like, oh, we feed into There's those friends who are like, I was just thinking about calling you. It's mm, like you're just right. like, you know, yeah, this bond. Um, but it's the energetic, the low vibration ones that will show up a lot of the times in, you know, your relationships or your day to day, you're in the shower and you're thinking of like, why am I thinking of this person? And you're like envisioning like what you would have said to them in that fight that you that was like mm. five years ago. Like it's like stuff like that can come up or it can show up in your present relationships or just even how you feel about yourself too. And sometimes you feel really drained or you're noticing them reacting to you you differently. You're like, where's this coming from? And so I find it's important to sever that energetic tie because sometimes they're from a distance even sending you ill intentions. And it's not Mm. even you. And you're like, why am I feeling this? Or am I feeling off? Or um, yeah, I just kind of feeling triggered too. Mm. So, um, or bad thoughts. There's all different kinds of ways it could show up it's not the same for everybody mm-hmm. um so by doing that meditation and just visualizing them sending them good thoughts even sometimes in the that's why I like to combine like you know hugging them or saying sorry like right. exchanging some so words like I forgive you yeah. yeah yeah even though it might might be hard to do it for them or even seeing them apologize right, right. you just have to envision it that it's just you're just letting all resentment or grudges go and you snip the cord. You have to be consistent with it, just like inner child work. You can't yes. just do it once and expect it's going to be like, oh, yeah. it's changed. But like, yeah, sometimes you do get big, like, whoa, this is, I feel sh- like right. it's shifted, I feel different, or the person messaging you like that,
0: Right, that can happen.
2: Um, but it's crazy. Even a woman messaged me, we were doing online cord cutting, and she messaged me three months later after we introduced it. She's like, I have to tell you something. I've lost thirty pounds since doing cord cutting.
0: Wow! Oh my gosh. I think yeah. I think cord cutting. There might be this belief um, for some groups of people that that means cutting toxic people out of your life. But what's what I've learned about cord cutting is people can actually still be in your life physically, yeah. but you can cut off those energetic ties. ties. Yeah, yeah. Like they can yeah. still be. You know, someone who might be draining your energy as a friend, you can still have them sometimes as a friend. Yeah if you're conscious of the energy that they're kind of taking and, re- and the energy that you're receiving too. And yeah. yeah, like I think sometimes people have really contentious relationships with their family members, but it's not to the point where they're going to cut out like their mom, right? But yeah. their mom, for example, could have a lot of negative influence on your decisions and just make you not feel so good in your body. So you can, you can cut that cord, yeah. right? But still it's keep usually, that person. Yeah. And it's usually an event.
2: It's like an event that had happened. And let's say that, because like with your mom or something, and then it keeps showing up. And it's like, you know, those people like, stop going back to the past. It's like, Mm. they need to cut that. Release that energetic tie, that cord to the past, that past event, it's over and done with, but you're still holding this, like, there's a wound, an energetic wound that needs to be kind of healed and, like, severed. Um, and that's why I think that that woman lost 30 pounds because she said she was actually cutting a cord with the past version of herself. Right. And that's what it was. It wasn't even someone else. It was just, like, she was parting with this energy that she was holding on to. And it's like, yeah, it's just like it just peeled off. She's like, I've tried every weight loss, every type of diet. This is the first time it just, peeled off of me and I didn't even do anything other than cord cutting. Mm It's like I just, everything just started shifting. The way that I felt about myself changed after the cord cutting.
1: Because you're almost also cutting off, um, the narratives and the stories that you make from that cord being attached, right? And I think that's why when I think about cutting a cord from your parents, maybe, it's not like I'm trying to cut off my parents, but there's so many narratives and tracks playing in my mind of who I am because of what I went through that you need to kind of detach from so that you can step into this old version of you or this new version of you. Because I watched this Joe Dispenza talk, and he was talking about emotions and how as long as we stay in a past emotion, we're always going to see our future through the lens of our past. Yep. And so that for me is why the cord cutting thing has helped me so much because I have consistently just kept cutting from, like you said, that old version of you. You can even be cord cutting from you, right? And and just from, like I said, these old narratives that you don't want to be attached to anymore. Like I don't want to operate from that space anymore. So really just detaching from that allows you and gives you that permission to now, now be a new kind of you. Not the you that had all this trauma from the childhood. And I think sometimes we get stuck in those stories of I'm the kind of person who always gets angry. Like Mm. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I just thought that was like my personality. Or I thought it was part of my personality to always be nervous to show up. So I was like, well, that's just who I am. And so when you can cut that tie, you're now able to almost envision like a whole new you. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I like how you mentioned that you have to keep cutting the cord because I actually recently I have cut cords with some people and I do keep they keep coming into my energy field and the the thoughts is like these crumbs of them are left in my life. Mm -hmm. And so especially if it's in a long term friendship, long term relationship, you might find a picture or you find like one thing that you have that they're still in your place. And so they just kind of keep popping up and it's easy in those moments to feel like I'm doing it wrong. You know, like, oh, I didn't do it right. And how come I'm still letting them come into my mind? So I love that you said to kind of keep repeating that. Yeah. Because does that just mean like because they haven't cut the cord on their
2: end that it can kind of keep No, I find it's just you have to be consistent because it's it's like layers. There's mm, layers of it. And yeah. especially again if it is quite deep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just keep doing it and do for like a lot of uh forgiveness too. There's this crazy story of this woman who was a client years ago, and I'll never forget this. She's like, all I did was just a forgiveness meditation to my sister-in-law, who it's been 25 years, and she hated me from the get-go because I got with her brother, who he just got out of a divorce with her best friend. Oh, my God. Wow. And so she's like, they she hated me from the get-go, thought that I was in the middle of like their breakup, but she's like, I really wasn't. And so for 25 years, it's like— like we lived down the street from each other. Hated it, she hated me mostly, and so she like I started doing for two weeks of forgiveness meditation where I just sent her forgiveness mm, and visualized forgiving and her yeah. and it was just this energy exchange. She's like after the two weeks, no joke, we met up and we're best of friends now. We meet up all the time. We go to wow. like our kids soccer and like she's like it was like yeah like night and day relationship just. And I'll never forget that. I'm like, wow, it's so powerful how just, and she didn't say, she said she didn't do anything. It was just her. Yeah, just sending and just visualizing. I was just going to say that Mm. because
1: one of the biggest things that I learned in therapy, I remember when my therapist told me that I could heal my relationship with my family, like without them doing anything. And I was like, how is that going to happen? Like, how are we going to have a better relationship if they don't change? So the narrative I was in was, I'm always going to have this family and it's always going to be like this. And so I really did just start working on me and just healing me and me showing up differently. And I swear, there was, I, I believe that it's because I had a vibration in me that really wanted to shift the way that our family functioned. And I think they all had a vibration in them that also wanted the same thing, but they're so stuck in the stories of how we've all been all the time. So as soon as I changed with no expectation of them changing, our, our entire family's dynamic has completely wow. shifted. You're like, and you're like the catalyst. Totally. But I think I think it just goes to show that you don't need to wait for the other person to heal that relationship. I think that was mind-blowing for me. And now I'm applying it in so many other areas of
0: my life. Mm. For, for like the non-woo-woo person, how would you explain what's happening mm-hmm. with the forgiveness meditation? Because there's a lot of people—I mean, I'm just thinking about the old me, right? Who would be like, how oh, the F is a meditation— gonna change that person like right. or how am I going to yield a result in my physical reality by sending positive vibes you know how would you explain that to someone yeah that's the thing
2: because like I know people are like
0: visualizing like
2: <laughs> what is this yeah.
0: well but, I used to not yeah. like I I actually started to go back but I remember the first future self-visualization I did in this studio I saw things but I thought did I just, just make that away. up? Right. Yeah. Like, what I was like, what the heck was that? Like, yeah. whatever. I'm going to bed. Like, I just and I just fell asleep like halfway through. But you know what? What's happening in a visualization? What's happening when we're sending positive vibes to someone um, who doesn't really understand energetics? I guess, like, in a way, what
2: comes to me is like, the um, power of intention. You know, like it goes back to like Wayne Dyer. I love his teachings, yeah, and sure. uh, even has a book called The Power of Intention. And yeah. I think it just goes back to that. It's almost like when you're placing your focus, what is that 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 uh, quote? What you focus on expands. expands, or like, yeah, what is? No, where your
0: attention goes, energy, energy grows. grows. Yes. Yeah, energy yeah, goes, yeah.
2: So I think that's kind of like the the premise of it. It's mm. almost like you know, with visualization, you're really. And this is the thing I love so much with visualization is like you really kind of activate all those inner senses too, like the touch, the taste, the smell. Mm. Like sometimes when you really visualize it,
0: you're there. Well, your mind thinks you're actually there. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: So you can really tap into that. And I feel, you know, if you do that often and you can really kind of get a sense of it, we're manifesting every single second of every single day. Yes, that yeah. it's almost yes. like by visualizing that's happened, like you, you like what you said, you just believe it. So well, when you believe you're forgiving this person, you feel that energy of forgiveness in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul, like you're vibrating at this like energetic frequency of forgiveness, it's sending out these vibrations of like. Into the mm. world and the universe. So when how you're showing up now is this energy of forgiveness. So I do feel like that's even I know I'm still kind of woo woo. <laughs> yeah. like,
0: how do you explain that? <laughs> I know it is hard to explain, but I think what's happening is you you move into the energy of forgiveness, and then now you're just simply aligned with one of the timelines that is in alignment with forgiveness, which mm-hmm. would maybe entail that that person will come and shake your hand again. Yeah. But it's also your perception, though, because I think
1: when you are angry and you're that woman may be thinking about her neighbor down the street, and you know you're you're again like you're stuck in that track, you're stuck in that playlist or that that narrative, and so when you get to release that, you're also just at more at peace, yeah. right? So I think when your perception shifts, nothing else really changes, right? It's mm-hmm. just you and and the way that you then carry yourself. So I, I think that has some like that maybe isn't as woo woo because. I think if you just change, then, of course, your own inner world yeah. changes too, yeah. you know? Well, because
0: your reality comes from you, exactly. right? Exactly. And yeah. then this, th- the insanity is that we think that we need to change everything outside of us in order to feel better. Yeah. And there's actually—I think it's an Indian proverb. I look at it all the time, but it talks about how if you had a smudge of dirt on your face and you looked in the mirror, you wouldn't go wipe the mirror— you wipe your face, Mm. right? But in that sense, we do this in our physical reality. We feel bad inside. We're mad at that person. We're mad at our job. And then we're like, don't worry. I will fix this by making that person act a different way or by changing my job situation or by moving. And of course, those things can spark new feelings, sure. But they're not getting to the root. Mm. They're they're kind of covering up the symptom. But they're not going deeper and figuring out, okay, why do I feel this way in the first place? These are not actually feelings based on their actions or that that job situation it's actually just your thoughts about those things and so I think when you have the when you bring in the forgiveness piece basically you're just allowing yourself to just release those thoughts
2: well
1: you're stopping cleaning the mirror and you're actually wiping your face yeah off, you're wiping right? your face you're cleaning your face yeah that's crazy. I love that that's
0: so true I'm so true <laughs> yeah. I really like it it's such a good proverb mm-hmm. um well Carrie, you're also a psychic a really effing good psychic. (laughs) And uh, my story really mirrors a lot of yours where I'd seen... I think I saw three psychics, you included, and all three of you told me very similar things about one of my past lives, which Mm. by the way, I don't know if you resonate with this, but I now understand to be more like simultaneous life because there is no past or future. Everything's kind of happening right now, which is very Mm. trippy and hard for my brain to understand. But those are lives that could be happening sort of concurrently with what's happening. And then you had told me that I could kind of call upon those versions of me, those lifetimes for like lessons here. And so I remember you had said that I had been a chief, like a, some sort of elder, some sort of like wise older person who was kind of passing down stories. And I find that really strange because now in my coaching programs, I'm not this wise, you know, Indian chief, but <laughs> I am, you know, passing whatever wisdom I have to these people who are looking to learn and grow. And sometimes I'm wondering, like, oh, is that what Carrie? meant by being able to kind of channel that how would how would you explain to someone um, a past life a simultaneous life and how can yeah. we kind of call upon those mm. in the present I
2: feel like I don't know if this is correct but I feel intuitively because I also tapped into a past life of what I mm. had previously even with Andrew oh. I saw this vision of soundbath one time and I get this message through that That whatever we didn't finish in the past life, or even what we were doing, like, there's, like, we have to complete in this life. And it's funny, because my vision, actually, I um, got—I've never done heroin in this life. But I got a vision of myself dying from a heroin overdose. And Andrew was there, and we both shot up, and I died. And it's weird, because I've always had a connection to the 1970s era. Mm -hmm. I'd always, like, look at my mom's, like, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I just—I felt growing up, so— I got, I died in 1973 and then Andrew died in 1979. I got very weird. Wow. Yeah. And then I saw a vision of what we looked like and we called each other like Donald and Daisy, like little nicknames. And we lived in California. And I was like, no wonder. Every time I go to California, I have this, I've always loved California. And whenever Andrew and I have gone, it's always been magical, like the best trips ever. Um, so it's weird. It's How very you? like strange. So I do feel there is and we love sound, like we love festivals, like music festivals. Mm. And so it was like in that lifetime we were supposed to do something like this, like healed from our drug addiction, but we didn't, and we failed and mm. died. And and so this lifetime it's like no, and he's sober too. And so it's all and you know, we're
0: right. we're doing what we're
2: supposed to do. So you're completing it now. I in do this feel lifetime. like you're supposed to bring in kind of what you were. Also embodying and your your purpose in that lifetime, you're like supposed to weave it in to this lifetime.
1: I'm so curious about this intuitive ability that you have, and Sam and I have talked about this before because I do think that everybody has the ability to access that. But you and I, I think in our session we talked about that too of how it requires such deep self trust because, like Sam, sometimes I meditate and I get like a download or I get these
0: thoughts, and I'm like, is that just me? Like saying what I want to hear yeah but that's your mind just like budding in right because I think like you know obviously Carrie these things come from like subconscious like undetectable realm like like the non-thought realm so where how do you get them like how how do you receive them how do you make sense of like these pings and things that you get because I think a lot of people wouldn't trust them
2: Mm. um yeah, I would always feel—it I, I, started out when I was younger. I was very clairsentient. So you either mm. really—you're really strong in one of the clairs. Like the feeling, You maybe you see a lot of visions or hear the I audible. didn't know that there was two. Oh, yeah, there's—there's, there's, I think, six. Oh, There's clairaudience, which is clear hearing, clairvoyance, okay. which is clear seeing, clairsentience, clear feeling, claircognizance, clear knowing. And then there's the scent and the taste, which I— I can't even, what? I can't remember the names. Um, So people will get like smells, and actually, that's happened a couple times where I like woke up and I smelled like an old lady's perfume. I was, like,
0: <gasps> okay, wait. I think I think that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's me. You have the- yeah. that's me. Wow, like I'm. You smell weird. things. Yeah, wow. I'm like a wow. weird smeller. Yeah, I'm, I'm the feeler. Yeah. You're, You're the feeler, and I'm oh. the. Smell. I smell everything. I'm so no weird. Way. Yeah. Wow. I can smell like the energy of like a place. <gasps> like oh, that's so cool. But when I land in a new country, I'm like. I'm like, right? <laughs> no, no,
1: I'm there. No joke. It. One of the time, first time Sam and I hung out, we went. I mean, she told me she loves trees. I'm like, okay. Um, so we did this walk to Stanley Park, and I have a photo of her literally going up to the tree and bringing Smelling it into it her oh nose God, and just I like… Just it. sniffing it. Like, amazing. over <laughs> and over. And I was like, I mean, I guess it smells good, but she was just like wow. taking the deepest inhales and was just like going from tree to tree. Well, yeah, So that past so like a medicine,
2: man. Like yes. Cheap, like, he's probably like very, you know, like herbs and all that yeah, kind of Yeah, right? maybe. So, oh maybe. my God. God.
0: That is hilarious. so cool. wild. But yeah, how do you, how do you actually… Turn what you download because what you what you're downloading is not in thought form, right? It's like pings yeah. and like
2: yeah, it's it's funny because like I always have had you know a little bit, but I found once I became a Reiki healer, that's when it was like just unlocked. Right, and then because it was so crazy, so my first vision um in a Reiki class, we would do like Reiki yeah. groups. Uh, circles, and this one woman, I was down on her feet, giving her a Reiki healer, like, Just had my hands, just like you know, holding her feet. All of a sudden, I see this cowboy on a boat. And I was like, "Why am I seeing this?" It was very quick, and and that's the thing. People think that visions you are like right, and you know, it's it's literally even a thought form. It's almost mm. like when if you just close your eyes right now and you envision what your bedroom looks like, you can envision, yeah, in your mind's eye. It's like that. People always think it's like this. Uh, Sometimes it's really clear. Sometimes yeah. it is almost like, "Whoa, what was that?" Um, So, yeah, it was and that's, it was really quick. And I was like, I have to ask her. This is so weird. Why would I see this? And so I asked her after, like, do you want to know? Something came up. She was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I saw a cowboy. She's like, that's my son. He wears cowboy hats all the time. And I was like, is he on a, like, did he have a boat? I was like, no. And she lived on the island and she would come back every once in a while. Like, so, a couple m- months mm-hmm. later, she came back. She was like, how are things going? She's like, oh, we bought a boat. I was like, oh, he's going to be on that boat. That's crazy. So um, it started being like that. Like, you'll, you'll notice uh-huh. your gifts will come through. You have to be consistent again with your practice. I did so many Reiki healings, so many different people I was touching. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa. And then a Reiki circle I did, I was like, oh, there's only two of you today. Let's just pull cards. And holy crap, everything blew through. So that tarot reader, I was like, here, you're Mm going to do tarot readings like me. I didn't even know how to really read tarot. It was just the images came to life. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff started flowing through. And this girl's like, Whoa! Like after that session, I was like, "What happened?" I was seeing all these visions, and so I found kind of my flow of how to do it. And that's why when you guys come for a session, it's like I get you to lie down, I give you Reiki, pull tarot. So I'm also meditating, I'm channeling, I'm looking into the tarot cards. I find I'm even. You know, I get more messages when I'm typing. Yes, yeah. So that's another—you know Tyler Henry, the medium? Yeah, these How he scribbles on a paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find when I'm typing with my fingers, more comes up, too. I'm the same. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm very ADHD, so I need focus. I need something to kind of, like, focus in on, or else I just, like, kind of wander sometimes. So it's nice to have all these little tools to flow in. Mm -hmm. As
1: you're typing or as you're in this session, do you ever get those distractions? Because I do find that sometimes I— I am journaling or I'm writing and I'm like super in flow and then I notice I'm in flow and then I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. And then I'm like, okay, I want to keep doing it. So You have to keep
2: pulling yourself back. So just pull it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's sometimes I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, I'm thinking I have to like get back, like take Mm. a deep breath, look into the tarot card. That's why it's it's easy to have something Uh. to focus on. Like looking into a tarot card, I'm having to study something Um, and then I go back and then I just, you know, kind of wave my hands in their aura and then close my eyes for a few seconds, look in the tarot card, close my eyes again and then more. Once I get something coming, the ball starts rolling mm. and then I'll type. And I find meditation is key too. I'll meditate before the sessions just to ground and tune in and then stuff will fly in. And just random things. Like I get a lot of animals, just random, well, like, <laughs> like, why am I seeing this like porcupine? Like, all right. And it always resonates. Like the message, like, you know, you got oh. camel and you know, I'm laughing yeah. you know, well,
1: well, about like, that- <laughs> my session. And then you
0: had the beaver, right? Well, it was the Groundhog. Oh, God.
1: And it was so... Okay, so first of all, going back to the tarot cards, that's definitely something that for me personally, I was never really resonated with. I kind of just thought that's just so random. I mean, they always did hit home whenever I would get a reading done. Kind of like your horoscope. I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, that that applies. But how would you explain tarot cards and how they work to Mm -hmm. someone? Tarot is
2: definitely this, like portal this you know um connection to like the other realm and Mm. spirit and um the images i find it's funny because i teach tarot and it's not so much even like sometimes what the card even means like some people are like oh i want to take a picture of what the card is and i was like just letting you know whatever that was to me isn't actually what right like the image on there spoke to me like there's Mm. like she's holding a bird and that bird like it's like something you know sometimes like there's an image of a Fire in the card, and um, or no, it was water, it was a swimming pool. And this girl, I was just tapping in, I could feel my tight, my my neck tightening. I was like, Oh, I kept looking, I was like, What's this water in the card? And then I was like, I feel like I'm choking, like I can't breathe. And I was like, Oh, like something with swimming pools coming up. Mm. And so I asked her after, she's like, Oh my gosh, I, yeah, I drowned twice when I was younger in a swimming pool. I was like, Oh, you have this block still, like this is weird. And the card wasn't about drowning in a swimming pool, the tarot. you really do have to kind of trust your intuition. So, you know, if you feel like, oh, I don't know how to read cards, just play around. And the first, like the very first exercise in my tarot class is to get them to read the cards. And they're like, what, what? You haven't even got into it. I'm like, just read it. <laughs> Look at the cards. What is it telling you? And right. it's yeah. funny because this person, when I get them to, you know, explain what it is, I'm like, see, I'm like, that's actually what the card even a lot of the time means like right. whatever a little piece of what they're saying so it's really even like what the image is kind of like mm. feeling to you and you tap into the emotion like I find a lot of the times in the sessions my emotion I was like whoa this mm. is taking me for a ride I'm like feeling grief all of a sudden and um you know wow. I, I find yeah the tarot is really helpful in telling some of the story but it's not like it will not tell you Everything. So right. a, a tarot is like a, a bridge to kind of get you to open up more. Mm. Um, but it can only tell you so much. So there's there's like some tarot readers that are just, like I find, like entry level. Like they can just kind of read. There's numerology in there, which yeah. is helpful. Mm-hmm. Elements and stuff like that. But I find the intuitives that can go deeper is when you're really channeling, coming up with, like, I'll, like oh, Los Angeles is coming to me. A girl's mm. flying out of her seat. Like, did
0: you just say that? I'm like… That's not in the cards. Like, it doesn't say Los Angeles anymore. Like, you were telling me, like, your grandmother's here and all this stuff. And I was like, do we pull the grandmother card? Yeah. 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 And you were (laughs) like, (laughs) no. It's not there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Mm, And like, yeah. Like, even like the book thing, I was like
0: that's not yeah. in the cards too. Oh like, my goodness. Yeah. So I did a reading with Carrie two years ago. Um, We'll just circle back to that. And um, I basically just laid down and you just, you did your Reiki, you pulled the cards around me. And then I think I laid there for about an hour just wondering what was going on. <laughs> um, Cause like, I didn't know what to expect. I was just trusting mm. it. I was like, okay, I'll just lay here. And then I got up and then you were like, you had like really wide eyes. You were just like, Okay. You were like, that was a lot. And then you were like, let's go through it. And then you had your whole message typed out on your phone that you were kind of like, it was like channeled message. And then we went through all the tarot. And one of the things that you had said, you started off by saying, do you write? And I was like, I mean, like, yeah, like for myself, it's something I like to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I write. And you were like, you're supposed to write. You're you're going to actually write a book and it's going to be channel information. It's going gonna, it's gonna to like help the masses is what you said. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Like I just, I was experiencing so much doubt. It reminds me of like your first um, psychic mm. session with the, with at 16, you were like, mm. okay, that's weird. Um, and then literally less than two weeks ago, I manifested a book agent yeah. and I'm pretty sure I'm signing with her. And so this book is coming through, but it's just like how... How, like, how would you explain to someone? And even to me, like, how did you know that? Like, where did that come from?
2: It's funny because I think, oh, in the vision, I'm like, I saw you writing on your bed. And you're like, I'm yeah. like, really writing and on my bed And that's what I do now. now? But how, yeah. did you,
0: how did you see into my future? And how do you also, how are you also careful with telling people things about future, right? Because yeah. if you know, then it's it's kind of like what Gina was yeah. talking about. Then you're kind of using an idea, even from the past, to kind of predict your future. So how do we stay open? It just feels like like it goes through my body,
2: like a very, like the clear cognizance, like, I just know this, you know, mm. and it just goes in so much of like, this is their part of their purpose. And it feels so a lot about intuition actually is something that you'll um, recognize in your own journey. So the feeling of like me knowing this studio is going to be a thing one day, it was so, it gave me that feeling. of like, this book is going to be like, it was so, it, it makes me my, like, it courses through my body where I get excited. Like, mm. And I know that's an in- intuition. I'm like, whoa, she's supposed to do this. Excitement, this is, like, yeah. Yeah. And I can feel it. And I'm like, whoa, this is like, and then when you're like, whoa, this is something I've wanted as a child, but like, I have, I'm not writing now. And I'm like, whoa, see, like, a lot of the times I find it's like something that you even have felt as a child or
0: a dream that you maybe once had. That was like an idea. Well, that was my dream as a child. Like I I literally started writing as a child and I was so weird. Like I had like all these like quotes around like my bedroom and I was like in writing competitions. And until some limiting belief just got lodged in in there and was basically like, oh, like, yeah, like it's really hard to get published or writing is not a real job. It, It felt like, okay, yeah, you can write as a creative hobby, but that's not going to like make money. And so I just didn't question that, just stored that. And then it's been funny because some fear came up actually when the book agent reached out because it was, it was, but it was like butting against my limiting belief about being able to be a writer. And so I think that's what happens with all of people's manifestations. It's like, it's not that your manifestation is not possible. It's colliding with your inability to believe in a reality where like such thing could happen based on what you've been told, based on what you've witnessed or not witnessed. And now, having seen this psychic vision come to life, I'm just realizing, okay, there are things right now, and Gina and I talk about this all the time, there are things right now that I literally cannot physically, like mentally imagine happening for me because the future is unknown. And every time we're trying to know it, we're just remixing our past. Yeah. Which is insane.
2: I feel like there's some things that you're not supposed to know too. It's like almost like when the psychics were like, "You're gonna have a studio." You're, every single psychic said, "I'm gonna have a studio," and I'm like, "What does it consist of?" Yeah. I was
0: like, "Tell me, tell me what they're to like, do." That's for you to find
2: out. Yeah, like, and that- I'm glad. Like once I finally stepped into it and discovered it myself, I'm so thankful that they never did tell me. And I think a lot of people, like the some people, come to me like, "Tell me everything." I'm right. like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting like, I'll, I, I can give you this much because that's all they're telling me. Yeah, and it's important not to and and, and like going on the like. Being careful of what to say to people too. Like, I even have an energetic, like, contract with my spirit guides. Like, don't tell me about like divorces or breakups. Like, I don't want to get in the way and planting a seed on on instilling fear or getting in the way of that. Like, you know, just I I want to just help with a manifestation process. Like, that's why I call it transformational healing and guidance. Mm. Like, I want it to be this kind of, you know, session to instill some passion, excitement, healing, or like, you know, motivation, kind of like mm. what my psychic did to me when every time I was stuck, she just gave me this clarity and this like she tapped into she really saw me, like yeah. knew what I deep down desired. And she was able to kind of bring that up and get me like, okay, I'm excited to move forward and I know the path now. And um, like I, I don't want to get in the way. I think that's why she was always careful of even what she would say too. But
1: yeah, because like, people want confirmation, right? Mm. But I think that's why it can be also so dangerous sometimes if if you because you want the answers, but then your your actions that you're going to take are going to be so misaligned because you're doing it um, from a place of trying to control what the future is going to be, yeah. right? And that's actually a lot of the topics that Sam and I have been talking about recently because, you know, one of the main reasons I came to you was I wanted clarity, right? I think um, I've gone through a huge transformational healing process over the past, I mean couple years for sure. But really in the past like six months, I would say it's been very intense for me. And so I just wanted some clarity that I'm going in the right direction, which you definitely gave me. And I mean, uh, we have to talk about the whole spirit animal thing later, but um, I think some of the things that have tripped me up though is getting that confirmation because then I got so attached to that knowing that I then started to try to control how to create that future. And any day that I wasn't in that future that we had talked about that I knew I was going to get, it felt like I was less than, you know, it Mm. felt like I'm not there yet. So as long as it takes for me to get there, like I'm not living my actual dream life. And I mean, I got like spiritually slapped in the face multiple times this past week. (laughs) And (laughs) <laughs> and it made me see, like, I'm already living my dream life. My dream life is not outside of me. Like, it's it's here. Yeah. And it's, it's honesty within. And it's, you know, a lot of the reasons why any of us are pursuing any sort of career or soul business is for a level of freedom and happiness. And so then as soon as we attach to that Freedom and happiness being out there, like we've we've lost, yeah. right? Yeah. And we've lost also lost that connection. I was scrambling, trying to get it back. I'm like, but I know I'm supposed to do this, and mm-hmm. and and then I got completely turned around and was walking all in circles until I remembered, I can stop looking. It's it's like literally, like it's kind of like when you're looking for your phone and it's like yeah. in your hand, <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally you know, it's like that, or your glasses and they're on the top of your head. And it's kind of was this light bulb moment of oh, it's it's I already have that. Mm -hmm. You know, so there is a level of, okay, now you know what your soul is meant to do, but there also then I think after after that has to be a moment of, I'm okay if I don't get that, which sounds so backwards, but I had to really detach from needing any of these things in order to make me feel whole. So I'm curious to know in your journey, because as all of this stuff started to come up for you and you get the studio did you have, I mean, I'm sure you had things that kind of got in the way of that. So did you have tripping up moments where you got in your own way?
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So right before everything manifested, I would go into Sephora when I was a rep and I would be like so miserable. And even though I knew about like manifesting, I was like still like, it was just so like, I was like, I really want to manifest the studio, like all these psychics. And it's the same thing. I was attaching so much to the outcome. I'm like, where is this thing? I'm right. sober now. Where's my relationship? Where's this business? Like, and I was so attached, Attached. and I was like trying to figure out. Okay, I'm gonna move to Coquitlam, get a two bedroom studio. Okay, I don't want to move to Coquitlam though. Like, oh, that's just like I don't know. And I was so I was. It's funny how we always want to be somewhere where we're not right now. Yeah, just we keep looking. Like now is what's next. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like we manifest it. All right, what's next? What's next? Like even when we manifest, I manifest the studio, and then my relationship. It's like we just like what's next? Like. Why can't we just be happy once we're there? Like wherever we are, you know, just mm-hmm. be happy, be present. And that's what like it's part of the whole steps and manifesting. You have to be present and enjoy, you know, the present moment in order to be surrendered, anyways. Yeah. Um, but it was like an aha moment when um, yeah, when I was looking at Andrew, and he was getting ready to go to the island to film his, like, second season of his television show. And he was so just in his light. And I was, like, I remember looking at him, and like, wow, like, I want to be there. Like, mm. he's so aligned and, like, with his, like, his purpose. Like, he's just yeah. loving it. He's and, so
0: confident, too.
2: Yeah, and I was, like, I want to be there and be so happy. Like, I got to go to Sephora soon. I'm, like, oh, great. Yeah. But I was, like, in that moment, I prayed to my angels, and I, like, just took a brief bow in front of him. Like, I didn't see it. I just, like, I was, like, please, angels, like, help align me with my business. Like, I manifested Mm. this partner, got here, okay, now... And it's funny, the way that I manifested him, I gave up trying to search and I, and I energetically shifted... I was like, that's it. I'm going to go inwards. I, it was like some guy off Tinder said the weirdest thing to me. And I was like, that's it. I'm over, guys. <laughs> in January, I'm going to be just focusing on myself. I'm going to ban you books. Got this little meditation cushion. Got the selenite lamp. I'm going to sit there every day, throw up this ugly chair. Like, I'm going to go inwards. And then that's when everything changed. And then it fell into my lap. And it's, it's, like, like, it's like that <sighs> saying that comes when you're not searching for it.
0: I know. It's the so letting that, go to let in. It's like what you said, Gina, yeah. too. It's like I just had to become detached. But that is so hard if you are not willing to give up the illusion that that thing is going to make you feel better yeah. I'm- because then it's like I do have to do all this stuff and so you and I did our intuitive readings with Carrie at different times I kind of just floated in here I was not looking for a purpose I was so yeah. but imagine if I had come in here thinking like okay I'm gonna figure out like what I need to do next yeah. like I need clarity and then she was like you're gonna write a book and then I went like maniacally like searching for like a book agent And like I'm trying to oh, come no. up with a book but it's like the whole book is like my past two years of experience so like yeah. how could I have written that book and then it comes to you. it's like it just comes yeah. to you. You have to just so- trust
2: the divine timing and know, like, all these things that they tell you about the divine timing. And that's the thing I was obsessing about, trying to find a place. Yeah. And then it wasn't that moment I prayed to my angels. Three days later, no joke. And I felt it. I prayed to my angels, and I physically felt a shift. Like, like, something, like, come off my shoulders. It felt like a weight. And all those nine months prior that I was going to work, like, oh, I hate this job. Like, I'm so—like, I would always check the time. And— for those three days after, after I prayed to my angels, I went and I was taking screenshots of like quotes on my phone. I went to work and I used that, like what they say in the secret, like pretend you're going, like you're yeah. gr- in that Ferrari car. Yeah. And I would go and I remember doing like a training on like the cosmetics and pretending I was in my dream business. And I was like, that was fun. I had a fun day. I didn't even check the time. I was like, shit, why didn't I do this for the whole nine months? Like, what was I yeah. doing? Like, I had so much fun just m- make like pretending make-believe or whatever you like. Yeah. Um, playing make- make-believe. And yeah, three days later, Andrew gets a message from his, like the landlord of the building. And he goes, you know, the guy that's was subletting is moving out and I'm actually turning this building more into like a business. I don't want you just putting like more residential, like, you know, it, you're going to have to put a business in. And Andrew and I were only dating a month and a half. And he looks Which at me and wild. goes, how about we start your business that you were talking, you know, dreaming of. I was like, First of all, how do you know we're going to be, like, this is, I was like, and I remember being like, oh my God, I prayed about this three days ago. I was like, well, yeah. cool. and my, my energetic frequency for those three days were different. Like, I was there. I was already, I had everything. And I was like, you know, I and, and I felt wow. happy. I was like, I'm, you know, just enjoy this moment with this new boyfriend. Like, you're here, like. It was just, it's crazy how
0: it, you have to get on that frequency, that energetic frequency. That's how frequency. you manifest. Like you, you get mm-hmm. there energetically first. Yeah. But everyone's going backwards or saying, no, when I get the thing physically, then I'll be energetically yeah. happier. And it's like, no. Yeah. Like, you're literally opposing it. But I think a lot of that also goes back to that whole inner child stuff, right? Like, why
1: are we seeking something outside of ourselves anyway? And so Mm -hmm. I think that for me, like, we've read so many manifestation books and I've taken so many courses and I do think that is such an important piece that's missing because I could try all day long to go inward and be like, I don't need that stuff, but I can only not need that stuff if I do have everything that I need within me, right? And I think a lot of that I did not have. I did not have self-love. I did not have self-trust. I really grew up not listening to my inner voice and ignoring that. So I think that was definitely a big piece for me before I could get to the place right now where I'm at. I mean, right when we were walking in, it's funny because Sam and I usually go through things uh, one after another. It's either her first or me first, but this time um, we went through the exact same time. And when we were walking in, we are like, how does this get any better? Like, how could we be asking for anything more like we're recording we're best friends we're coming to you and getting to talk about this kind of stuff and so it, it sounds so simple annoyingly simple because it's it's like you always say it's such a sick joke. it's like you'll have
0: it as soon as you don't want it. Mm. <laughs> it's like you'll no. get it as soon as you let it go <laughs> yeah. and I think but even, we were talking about this too, like sometimes I know that I need to let something go and then I get obsessed with like letting go. Yes. And then I'm still, yeah. I'm attached still to the idea of letting go instead of just really <laughs> letting go. It's yeah. such a trip because I'll say to Gina, like, okay, I get it. I'm not supposed to be attached so I'm not going to be attached. But then I'm attached to being attached. Yes. And it's like, mm. uh, or, or I'm attached to not being attached. Yeah. And it's like, it's st- it's like still a cord, and so I think we can practice energetic cord cutting too, almost like with our manifestations. Not yeah. not as if we're saying no to them; they're never going to happen. But no to the energy of like I'm not going to try to control when and how you happen anymore because yeah. you're driving me crazy. You have like to stop obsessing about it. I feel like people are like I was yes, obsessing for we got so obsessed. long. We got obsessed. I would,
2: I, would, I would reread the psychic messages from like what the psychic would tell right. me. And I just like, and that's why people are. I look at my vision board. I know it might work for some people, but I'm like, don't look at your vision board every day because then you're like, I'm obsessing. I'm like, Ugh. like I just I find I, don't I know, totally for me, agree. For me, I'm like that doesn't work because I'm like yeah. really obsessing and focusing on like why isn't it here yet? Unless it brings you that like visualization yeah, frequency. I, but it, well, I think the way that I was approaching it was like.
0: <laughs> well Gina and I've talked about that a lot she'll say things like if you can imagine your future manifestation in life without getting grippy and obsessive then like do that but yeah. I think a lot of people they get really hell bent on like okay like when is it coming when is it coming and I teach my clients in my coaching program massive manifestation about how you don't actually want to receive a manifestation from this energy because if you do well now you're just gonna have like another problem which is like wanting to hold on to it, clinging yeah. to it, not wanting to let it go. So if someone's feeling really anxious and they're like, but I won't feel anxious anymore when I get money, it doesn't matter how much money you get. As soon as you pay any bill, you you feel something scarcity. Else. It has yeah, nothing so to do true. with the amount of money. It's the idea that you only feel safe when you have it. And so that's so tough for people though because they've never known how to give to themselves what they believe something externally will do. And that's why mm-hmm. truly the, the healing has to happen first. Yeah. And then everything comes in. So recently, I mean… I'm a manifestation coach, but like I was getting a little bit attached to like wanting to manifest the next level of things. And I was feeling just really stuck and like I do that too. And I'm like, I get what's next? I'm like, okay, just yeah, get what's in the next? flow? <laughs> and I think there's there's an energy of like what's next that's like flowy and like open, like, oh, what's next? And there's like, what next? Like, and that's how I got. Like, and I was getting really attached to this whole other thing again. And I was like, what is going on with me? I just feel so out of alignment. I feel so resistant. And then I just had to like remember like. I can feel this way now. Mm-hmm. You know, I reminded myself today that I don't need anything physically to change before I give myself permission to have a feeling, which is the only thing we want from our manifestations. And then, boom, you just, you're just you just energetically right in alignment then again. And then whatever action you take yields such a higher better results almost because all the other actions you were taking were so futile from this like energetically scarce place. But when you take action from, I know it's going to happen. I'm not even worried about it. Maybe actually something better is going to happen. So whatever. I'm just going to release this. Things just shift like instantly almost. Yeah. Like I I feel like a different person from the past few days.
2: Wow, I know. that's amazing.
0: Yeah, But because I think that's what was
1: tripping us up a lot was, you know, we know we're meant to do this though. So then how do you, how do you know Come into knowing your gifts. How do you know, um, get to know what your soul purpose is without getting attached? Because of course, then you get it, it lights you up and it gets you excited. And I think that's the trickiest part with our ego. It will use that yeah. to keep you attached. And that's the missing part that I totally did not see coming. And that's why I said I got slapped spiritually this past week, because I was, I, I could see what I was doing. You know, that even in the even though this is meant to be something that is spiritual and flowy and it's meant to make you feel good. It was, I actually used alcohol as an example, right? In moderation. Great. Right. But then I was just trying to get as much as I could. And I was really intoxicating my own self with my own dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and then I was just abusing it. I was almost abusing my gifts against myself when they're really just meant to be there to like light us up and make us lighter. And so, yeah, I think um, it actually does make me feel better that you also have gone through that kind of stuff. And I think that's honestly why we have this podcast, because it does make you feel like you're not doing anything wrong, you know, because even like you were saying, then you feel like you're doing something wrong because you, you're you trying not to get attached. And then you're just kind of take, doing all these checkpoints of, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? And it really does create, I think, almost like this I don't know, almost like an instant pot, like pressure cooker and then it just needs to come out and be released and that's basically where we're at now. Perfect yeah. timing for you today. Yeah.
0: I I think something that I'm trying to normalize especially for myself but for all other people too is like getting attached and then feeling pain because you got attached to that thing or needing that thing to happen. And then letting it go… And then attracting… That's just the cycle of yeah. literally spiraling higher. It's like… Yeah. you are It's just going to happen. Like even you with this incredible studio… And the boyfriend that you manifested… I still remember you telling me about how you had written yeah. down every single thing yeah, that is Andrew. Like, like, what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And like you, you have these beautiful things in your physical environment now. But there's always more to manifest. And that's yeah. not a moral failure. It's just… There's just more. Mm. And… It's easy to get attached to what you've already manifested, but I think that the universe is constantly pushing us to just let go because there's more. Like don't hold I'm on to it. Constantly having to Keep like, go. Keep going. Like hold myself back. Right. Like, I'll
2: get attached and obsessed. And I find a lot of the times it's almost like the expectations yeah. and I'm looking too far ahead. So I have to like just be present, just enjoy the journey, enjoy where you're at. Like you're like, we have to get there fast. We have to get to the finish line. Like you know, we just—I think we put too many expectations. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's almost like when we manifest something, it's like, all right, it has to be like this then. Yeah. All right, this came in. All right, it's going to be like this. And like, just the trust, like, you no, know, just go with the so flow. So patience. Yeah. yeah. And even when Zen didn't happen, I, I remember having this fear come over me. Yeah. Like when it happened, I was like, holy crap! Like, this is crazy. This is something I've been dreaming. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I actually got scared for a couple of weeks. Yeah. When it when it mani- when it's a big thing that manifests, you get yeah. scared. like,
0: what do I do now? Like, what's it, next? It <laughs> is, actually, it is such a trip getting a really big manifestation because mm. you've experienced this thing for so long in the quantum realm, where you've been feeling yeah. these things and moving with these urges, and then suddenly it's just, like, there. And you're like, what? Like, like you knew it was going to happen, but you didn't know it was going to happen. And then I think fee- the fear comes up because now you're like, well, now I have to, like, keep up with it. I have God, to maintain I was like, oh,
2: no. it. I felt like the pressure on, like, I'm like, I don't even have what's further than this. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, and I didn't have an, I, a vision of, like, the next. So I got mm. scared. And I was like, oh, shit, look, like, what's next? I don't know. Like, totally. I got to go back to the drawing board now. And I was like, and it's funny because Eckhart Tolle has a manifesting kind of, like, workshop uh, or course or whatever I, I took. And there's this one piece I took from him. He's like, just once you get there, like just enjoy for a while. You don't need to, like, we're always having to go, like, go back to the drawing board and do more and do more and do more. It's like, just enjoy it. Don't even, don't feel like you have to dream more. Just, like, be present for a little while and then you'll start to, you'll feel when it's next. Yeah. Mm, Time to kind of start you know, drawing
0: more, holding more in type of thing. Totally. I always say manifesting is like eating because as yeah. soon as as <laughs> as soon as you get your manifestation, it's like you're full now and you, sometimes you literally think I'm never going to eat again. I'm so full. Yeah. And then you are you don't need to figure out what you're going to eat like right away. Like just, just be full. Just walk around. Like enjoy. Like just yeah. relish in that amazing meal that you had, the company that you kept. <laughs> and then just know that like you're going to get hungry again and yeah. that's okay because I think I used to think that as soon as I would have a new desire for a new thing, I was like, oh, Again, like, why can't I just be happy with, like, what I have? But I think it's because the universe is actually trying to constantly expand us. It's like, no, there's, there's more for you to do. There's, there's more people to help. There's more things to create. Just like there's more things to eat. It's like, yeah. it's not a moral failure that you got hungry… <laughs> It just happens yeah. it just <laughs> I love that analogy
1: because it also reminds me of like if you're eating but you're constantly thinking about a different meal like that would be weird if I was like eating pancakes and I was like oh my god I can't wait for a dinner tonight so yeah like it's so weird or like oh my god next week or next year I'm gonna eat the, thing the that best meal yeah, yeah. So and you true. totally miss you miss out the meal now mm-hmm. on the meal now and that yeah. was exactly what yeah. I was doing over the past week
2: yeah, just so nice. gotta be present more and enjoy it. You're like, I feel yeah. like, and that's where us manifest. We're like, all right, like, got here. Like, when just people that are even busy, kind of, yeah. the entrepreneurial mindset or onto the next. Yes. It's like, we just have to remind ourselves to like, pull pull back the energy. Um, and you'll, you'll know, like, I remember the psychic even said, she's like, you always will know when something big is about to happen in your life. And it's funny. Cause right before the app happened and like, you always get to these periods sometimes when so much is going on, all these manifestations. And then all of a sudden there's like this like yeah. low period. And you're like, shit, <laughs> what's n- like, I'm I, all right. I'm bored. Give me <laughs> like, something new. Or right? you're like, and you're what did I do? So I broke frustrated. it. Yeah. Like I, I
1: broke it. Something's wrong. Yeah. You feel like, and you're yeah. like,
2: what? And it's like this long period of stagnation. You're like, oh, give me something. But then you'll feel it coursing through like something's gonna happen like it's funny because right before the app I was like got on the phone with Andrew and I was like I feel something's coming like I don't know I just get this sense and then the day that we went into lockdown like a third lockdown uh I was scrolling through Instagram I was like would you like to have your own app and I was like that's it
0: the sign. and then it'll
2: happen yeah and then we just now a new project we got to work and it was a new excitement and so it is funny because like it was a long period where there was it, it was almost like this confusion even of like what the future it's like so it's just you have to just trust and like know you're not gonna have all the answers and, and you're like not your your thing might not have arrived yet to give you the next piece because I started even worrying I was like what do we do all these like close closures and what are you gonna do with the studio and our whole plan was to you know even open another like it was just and it's funny because I energetically wasn't feeling connected to it. My body, and I was starting to feeling bad. I was like, mm, oh shit, like yeah. this is a dream I had of a, owning a studio and now I'm kind of feeling disconnected. Mm. Like COVID and all the changes and stuff but I was like, but I think it was, I, the, the universe was preparing me for something different with the app yeah. and stuff yeah. and now it just, I feel good. I feel settled because I was getting a little worried like, what's mm. next? And I felt a little confused. So it's funny and it's like, we just have to, instead of panicking, like just take it, you know, speak with the universe, speak to your guides, go for a psychic reading.
0: I find that helps get some clarity. Yeah. Well, Um, I think a lot of us, we just, we just freak out when we don't know what we're going to do next because we've only ever felt safe because we knew what we were going to do next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But safety is not in the doing of the next. It's really just, I find that I feel the most safe when I finally exit my mind and just like live in the present, you know? And we don't feel safe when we project bad things happening in the future. You know, you were going into like, what about these closures and like, what about this? It's like, how do I figure it out? How do I? F- and it's like yeah. you're, you can't. It's that's literally so out of your hands. And so my safety comes back to me as soon as I just, I'm like, okay, I'm sitting on a meditation cushion right now. Like I'm okay, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, yeah. like, I see so many people having panic attacks, and I'm like, you're just on a couch right now. Like yeah. you're, I, I totally get that what they're feeling is valid, and I've been there too, but realizing that I'm just reacting to like what I think may or may not happen, not actually what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: That's one of the things I remember you said to me in this past week
1: is that, you know, we're trying to problem solve, solve a problem in the future from now. It's like, but that hasn't even happened yet, you know? And one of the quotes that really helped me over the past couple of weeks is certainty, sorry, uncertainty is the the only certainty there is. And so when you just—then you just can easily let go. You're like, I'm just
0: literally forcing something that is just never going to happen. And that really helped me. It's true. But I think there's almost like this sneaky belief that I have that like, no, I can guarantee some (laughs) certainty though. Yeah, and and that's the ego, right? right? It's like, no, like we can. Like we'll we'll pull from the past and we'll figure these things out. And then, yeah, spirit is always telling me like, just let that go. Like just— Just see what happens. Just surrender. Just surrender. Yeah. I would
1: love to know what are you what are you manifesting next? Do you have anything Um, specific in mind? Hmm.
2: It's funny, like I'm always feeling pulled to California, even though I feel like that's more like long term with like, andrew because he's an actor and stuff too he's like i feel like we'd we have a place there mm. but i feel like that's way long term um and a psychic did say i was gonna have a house in deep cove <gasps> so like i put it Whoa. on my list ah. i was like so like that's kind of next but i do i I, the, it feels like it's far right but then again when i the studio felt far so that's why i, I can't Tap into that, like, fear of, like, and it's that's what, it, it's funny because I still even have that. Like, you know, I was like, I know they'll a little studio and then the big one. So it's almost like, who knows what will happen. But that's I kind of, like, that, my though. next thing. And maybe having kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was, like, my, my, like, yeah. It's not really, with the career, like, the app, keep it going. Um, but maybe more, like, yeah, having family, kind of, like, feeling drawn
0: to that. That's kind of coming up. Wait, just I bet you're going to listen to this episode in like a year and be like, whoa, got a new house, yeah, got, a, got a kid. Can yeah. you, imagine? <laughs> so nice. you are truly a master manifester. Aww, so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Um, and then our final question to you is obviously, our podcast is called Spiral Higher, which is all about spiraling through our old issues, wounds, and triggers to higher levels of consciousness. So is there one particular spiritual lesson that you've had to consistently spiral through? And if so, what is that? um
2: spiral through as in like is it as it's in basically sense like keep relearning it yeah mm. um hmm. the thing that comes to me I'm borderline personality disorder I have a like that's something I have to constantly mm. you know work with and you can't take medication for it so it's like emotions right mm. and kind of like very reacting react react yeah reactionary Like, what's the word? Reactionary? Um, But I find it's, yeah, it's, like, I have to constantly pull myself out. And, 2 I've struggled with depression since I was younger, Mm -hmm. too. So I do find, like, even though I'm doing these practices and teaching, like, I have to constantly pull myself out of depressive states and, Mm -hmm. like, these, like, highs and lows. And it's, like, with the healing, it's, like, you're never going to be 100% healed. You constantly have to, like— I do a couple steps forward and sometimes I do a couple steps back and I have to constantly like, okay, I know the tools. I have to, you know, meditate. Like I find like working out, the fitness is huge too for, you know, my moods, um, eating healthy. And even if I have a couple days where I fall off, just take those couple days and, you know, get back on track. So it's Mm. like almost like I have to constantly work through, you know, these like like depression. It's like a chemical imbalance. It's like Mm. something I've been thrown at me since like, young so i do feel like um yeah with the mental health stuff is like don't be ashamed and mm. you know embarrassed or whatever like hide from these things Like know that it's like just recognize that you have them and work through it and push through you know and if you fall off a little bit then just have the tools mm. you know like know the things that work for you and just mm. keep like, what is that yeah come back just return what does that say it's like Get Yourself back up and try again. If
1: at first you don't succeed, just get up and try mm-hmm. again, right? That yeah, reminds me of that. the Aaliyah song. Are you guys too young to know that? No, no. <laughs> I love that song.
2: I love um, that
1: song. one more last question Where can people find you? Um, oh,
2: yes, uh, and Meditation. If you're in Vancouver, come visit us for in person classes, uh, workshops, uh, private sessions. We've seen that private session with me, yes, um, tra- called Transform Transformational Healing and Guidance and uh, Zenden And uh, we have an app. If you're not in Vancouver, not local, hit us up on uh, the Apple App Store or Google Play. It's called Everything Spiritual. Oh, or TikTok. everything
1: spiritual. (laughs) That too. She does a lot of awesome live events on TikTok, um, which are also awesome, and sound healings on TikTok, which I just plug in my headphones and go deep, which is so amazing. Thank you so much, Carrie, for your time today. We can honestly talk
2: forever. This is so fun.
1: So much fun. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on. And to all of our listeners, please leave us some comments, send us some messages of what you learned from this episode. We would love to hear from you. And thanks for coming on today to Spiral Higher with us.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left
1: us a five-star rating and review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests.
0: Here's to Spiraling Higher.